Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 30 with Murdy with your host, Sweeney Murdy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. In this episode of 30 with Murdy, a conversation with actor and musician Dennis Quaid. Dennis's solo tour is hitting New York in the days ahead. He'll be performing at Sony Hall in Times Square on November 1st and at Daryl's House in Pauling on November 3rd. Of course, Dennis Quaid's acting career is now in its sixth decade. He plays Dick Vermeil in American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, and it's due out this Christmas and his catalog of sports movies is a long one, including The Rookie, The Express, Any Given Sunday, Everybody's All-American, and many more. Where music, film, and sports intersect is where we find Dennis Quaid. For more on his music and film career, on Kurt Warner, Mickey Mantle, Ringo Starr, and others, here is my conversation with Dennis Quaid. So Dennis, uh, November 1st at Sony Hall, November 3rd at Daryl's house in Pauling. That's not too far from where I live. I've been there. Yeah. Have you ever played here, either of these venues before? I've never played Sony Hall. I played uh, New York uh, several times, BB Kings and uh, City Winery. And uh, it's always a great time in New York, really. And, you know, New Yorkers, they tell you just how they feel. And, uh, you know, they go with the flow. What's uh, what's your set list look like these days? Uh, well, it's, it's going to be a, a little different. You know, usually I've had... Uh, DQ and the Sharks, the Sharks backing me up, you know, the full band. This is going to be just me and the audience and uh, got a spotlight uh, uh, songwriting, actually. You know, the songs I've loved uh, through the years, going back to when I was 12 and first started playing guitar. And, of course, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire, the, the song that, uh, f- from that movie that I still continue to play and still find really new and refreshing and just fun and uh, uh then uh it is sort of be like songs of uh throughout my life and then also some original songs that uh i've written through the years some for movies some just you know for myself and uh relating to the audience telling stories and having a good time and uh i offer a money back guarantee if you don't have <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good to know. Hey, listen, I was reading that one of your influences or, or one of your likes, idols, whatever you want to call it, Buddy Holly. Uh, I'm a yeah. huge Buddy Holly fan myself. And uh, I listen, I was, I think, 13 when I saw the Buddy Holly story. Now, when that gets made, you're kind of breaking into the business. Were you and you're a Texan. Were you up for this part in any way? No, but my brother was. Oh, no kidding. 
yeah, uh, Randy was up for it. And it was, I think it was between he and Gary Busey. And uh, uh, of course, they went the other way. But uh, you know, Gary did an incredible job. In fact, I just watched that movie recently. Uh, it was it was on. So I watched it from beginning to end, you know, and uh, uh, he did an amazing job, Buddy Holly. Yeah, there's some phenomenal stuff in there. And, and I mean, you can see the roots of what he did back then still in today's music. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's why he remains an influence even for people, you know, playing music today, like yourself. He was 24 years old when he, when he left us in that plane crash. I mean, yeah. and what the accomplishment that he, that he had, the, the volume of, of music that he's left us. It's incredible. I'll tell you one thing you can actually see, uh, I've walked past his apartment building in New York city and um, I found in one of his biographies, there's a, there's a, they circled the window that of his apartment building. I remember walking really? past it and, you know, I don't want to sound dramatic or anything, but I could sit there and I could picture him and his wife walking out the courtyard and walking into Washington Square Park and, you know, kind of seeing what they were doing in their last months of their life. It was kind of neat to experience that. It really means something to you. And he, he left that in a mark. That's for sure. Uh, I, I gotta say, I think one of the best uses of music in one of your movies, another one of my personal favorites, uh, you had Sam Cook front and center in Inner Space. Right. Yeah, uh, that was phenomenal. Is he? Uh, is he one of your? Uh, was that chosen, or is he one of the guys that you like yourself? Oh, that that was chosen. But he, I've always been a Sam Cook fan. I mean, who can't be a, a Sam Cook fan? Uh, that's for sure. You know, his music it was just so optimistic and, uh, you know, or it made you think, but it entertained you at the same time and made you move and you know, really American. So for people that are going to come see you perform, did I read this right? Do you play in your bare feet? I did at one time and I'm here at home in my bare feet, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, I do wear shoes. Now I, I've, I've made enough money along the road that I, afford shoes and we're playing out so. good to know good to so that know. was did that at one time yes um so i'm not sure how many people are aware of you know how long music has been a connection for you and how long you perform you mentioned your band the sharks you know i mean everybody knows you as an actor um but i got a note yesterday from from mark charty you told me to ask you about your time on the rookie when mm. you met in texas it was in your contract that you were allowed to play with your band in austin every tuesday night and he yeah. said that made shooting scenes with dialogue on wednesdays particularly difficult a little bit, yes. A little bit, it's it, but not all that much. By noon, I think I had it back. <laughs> My way to get them to use the close-up. <laughs> yeah, not bad, huh? That's yeah. uh, so. I mean, this is kind of interwoven with your career. You're, I mean, you didn't just become an actor who you know then decided to do music. You've kind of been doing this for a while. Yeah, I've, I've had bands really all my life. I uh, started playing guitar when I was twelve, and. Uh, the first song I tried to learn was Light My Fire. Not a good song to learn <laughs> if you're beginning. beginning. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but uh, Johnny Cash was a big influence. I mean, of course, the Beatles. Yeah. yeah and uh, and uh, a lot of these guys that, you know, I wound up meeting and, and getting to play with and getting to know Robbie Krieger of, of The Doors and... Uh, and of course, Jerry Lee Lewis, who was one of my piano teachers, actually. I have some great stories about him. And stories are going to be, you know, 
a big part of this. I consider it to really be kind of a piece of theater, really. You uh, you mentioned the Beatles, and I had forgotten until I looked at this yesterday. You got to be in a movie with Ringo Starr, right? Um, I mean, how cool was that? It was the coolest. Uh, I still have to pinch myself about my life. I mean, it, and not only that, but it was like two hours drive. This was in Mexico, and it was like two hour drive to the set back. It was just me and him in this beat up station wagon. <laughs> For, for basically, you know, that and shooting were joined together at the hip for like for about 16 hours a day with Ringo Starr. Uh, it's, it, it, it was uh, it was something special. That's a pinch me moment, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, listen, I've I've done a lot of things recently in the last year or so on sports movies. I work at a sports radio station. I cover baseball for a living. I was, uh, I was taken by something I just read. Uh, I think Texas Monthly said you are the true king of the sports movie. Uh, they pit you against Kevin Costner, but your 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 volume, your catalog of sports movies. I think people tend to kind of forget just how many you've done in your career. Uh, what, what attracts you to sports movies? Well, for one thing, you know, there's there's real drama in sport. There really is. But, you know, whether you're watching a game or, or whatever. And it, and it, 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 there's the best sports movies are not about the sport, like the rookie, uh, you know, baseball movie. Right. But it, it really wasn't about baseball. It was about second chances in life. And I think that's what people can relate to. And the reason that they are so popular. It feels like it's, you know, and I think the rookie falls in this too, but the best ones are have family and human spirit elements involved. I mean, it's not right. just winning the game. That's almost secondary to what these guys are going through. Yeah. And the, this circuit, I think it's inspirational uh, to people. It's overcoming adversity because we all go through adversity in life. And uh, you know, sport really highlights that. There's something you can measure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So you told me some of your musical influences and heroes. Who are some of your sports heroes growing up? You're in, you know, you, you're born in Houston. Uh, sports scene has kind of taken off as you're a kid there with the Astros and the, the Oilers. And uh, who, who are some of the guys that, that you enjoyed watching as a kid? Well, I'll give you a trivia question. Who was the first person to hit a home run in the Houston Astrodome when it opened? Number seven, Mickey Mantle. There you go. That's right. And uh, they were, weren't even in the National League. That's right. The exhibition game they played there. Yeah. He was a big hero of mine. And uh, for sure, Jim Brown was, you know, another one. And uh, another man that I came to know by doing a sports movie with him and, uh, uh, and uh, getting to know him really well. What an incredible human being, not just in sports, but he transcended sport. Muhammad Ali, I think, would have to be my all time uh hero not just in sport but in life wow yeah and that's a, that's like i mean you just gave me a mount rushmore of guys i mean you know you you picked you picked the good ones uh, besides jim brown did you ever get to meet any of the, any of the others uh yeah in fact uh we were doing uh any given sunday it would be uh every morning because uh oliver stone at that time was was not uh starting work until like noon yeah. <laughs> And so uh, in the morning at sunrise, we had a foursome uh, playing golf. It myself, James Woods, the actor, uh, Jim Brown, and Lawrence Taylor. So he had the best, the best offensive player of all time with the best defensive player of all time. And thanks, uh, thanks 
get, get uh, very competitive. Let's put it That's that way. Way to force them. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, you mentioned Mickey Mantle. I want to get back to him in a second, but um, your your uh, catalog of sports movies goes all the way back, and like I said, they're not always about sports. But Breaking Away mm-hmm. is is one of the wonderful films. I think um, anyone in my age, especially, I think I was probably like eleven or twelve when I first saw it. Um, you were about 25, I think, when you made Breaking Away. Yeah, 20, 23, 24, right around there. And, you know, we were playing high school kids. And uh, it was, I learned filmmaking on, the, on that movie. Uh, Peter Yates really took us four guys and, and really taught us. He's such a wonderful man. It was such an, it holds up to that movie. I, I watched that one recently. But it's such an American movie directed by an Englishman and written by a first generation uh, Czech immigrant. And they have a way, I think it works because there's such a charm and looking outside uh, of America in a way could kind of see us better than we could see ourselves. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. I still use uh, the example and it, it, you know, fewer people get it when I use it. But when I talk about a pitcher in a game who may say a relief pitcher who they kind of have to have finished the game, I always say they, they have to tape his feet to the pedals and Fewer people get that nowadays. Than they yeah, do. yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Life does go on, doesn't it? 
Yeah, I think so. Hey, I, I want to ask you a little bit more about The Rookie because, you know, it is probably your best known baseball movie. Um, and, and we talk about a little bit. It's I love it. It's not just about winning a championship. It's about setting goals and setting dreams. And, you know, so mm-hmm. many of these things are about, you know, sports a lot of times about winning championships. This is about just making it, just making it there. Is that is the end result that everybody's really looking for? Well, you know, it's really quite something to it's really quite an accomplishment to to get there. It really truly is because it's so stacked against you. And, uh, you know, you can be really, really great, but there's all these other extenuating circumstances, injuries and stuff. In fact, when the rookie came out, Jimmy Morris, uh, at that time, he had uh, got uh, gotten a spot with the Dodgers. And it was in uh, preseason. And the last preseason game, he threw his arm out. Uh, he cracked a bone on the, on the last preseason game. And that was the end of his career. But it was, it is, it is about getting there. It's, it, second chances, sticking with your dreams. You know, it's something for us all to aspire to. Um, I, I want to, I wonder, how did you model your, pitching motion did you try to mimic jimmy morris or did you have somebody yeah. else yeah 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 it's oh, thank god i was left-handed yeah, <laughs> so, yeah right but uh throwing uh you know throwing uh, the way he did i just uh i just uh mimicked that uh like you know i would I hadn't pitched since little league uh really and uh jim got the dodgers catcher would you know come to my house every other day and you know we'd pitch and i had six months to prepare and then once a week uh great fantastic fantasy i would get to go out to dodger stadium and pitch on the mound at dodger stadium wow. and empty on that on that mound where you know like sandy koufax siever valenzuela don drysdale all those you know it's really it was very magical that's amazing um i heard also that you know, you felt you were getting better as the movie went on, that you wanted to redo some of those throwing scenes because you were actually throwing the ball much better later in the movie. Yeah, well, I never put myself in a radar gun. <laughs> but I'm really disappointed. But I just wanted to look like I could do it. You know, probably one of the most uh, gratifying things about about that movie is the, the amount of kids, like 12, 13 years old, who come up to me about the rookie yeah. you know it it's it it hits them the way uh you know it hits us and uh it's a beautiful thing you have some other upcoming projects that are again going to add to this catalog of sports movies that you're doing um i don't know a lot about this as i just saw this but i it, it caught my eye because it's written by angelo pizzo who mm-hmm. wrote for people who don't know, Hoosiers and Rudy, two of the best sports movies of all time. I actually had him on this show about a year ago, and we talked extensively about Hoosiers. But he has something called The Hill, which you were. Mm-hmm. What do you? What do you? What can you tell us about that? It, uh, uh, a baseball player who's you know uh, had a disability, who's uh, who tries out for the. It's all about trying out and and. You know, your his ability, his incredible ability. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't run uh, uh, to first base. We'd need a a a pitch runner for that. But uh, his uh, 
and it's story. It's a father son story. I'm, pl- I'm playing his dad, who was uh, a a preacher back in, in Oklahoma, and it's it's quite an amazing story of never giving up. And uh, I mean, when do we when do we see that? When does that happen? That'll, I haven't made that yet. We're gonna. I'm gonna start that in about uh, uh, two months here after after the tour, and uh, but uh, Kurt Warner uh, story is coming out on Christmas Day. It's called American Underdog. I play uh, Coach Dick Vermeil in that. Uh, I'm sure people remember Kurt Warner uh, in the 2000 season. He played for the uh, Saint, then St. Louis Rams. Uh, he started out the season, actually. He was a walk-on. He started out the season. He was stocking grocery shelves. That was his job. Yep. And he ended the season winning the Super Bowl. It's talk about a Cinderella story. It's pretty amazing. I was I was gonna ask you about that. I kind of described that as the rookie plus because mm-hmm. that's, not just, yeah. that, that's not coming from that I mean the rookie is coming from nowhere and just making it. This mm-hmm. is coming from nowhere making it and hitting the top winning a Super Bowl and almost you know he's a Hall of Fame candidate. Yeah you you could not do a fictionalized story of this nobody would believe it but right. it so in preparing to play Dick Vermeil, how much crying did you have to do? <laughs> He's a very emotional guy. You know, he, he, he's a, what a wonderful human being. What a great character to, that he has to him. You know, and uh, he, uh, he has a winery uh, uh, vineyard out in, in, in up here in Northern California. And he sent me a case of wine uh, when he saw the film. And... Uh, I took that as a very good compliment. He just makes great wine, too. No kidding, man. He's a very talented man. Lovely man. I remember when he was doing uh, announcing uh, college football games, he used to speak to him every once in a while. Uh, so insightful. Um, I, I want to get back to that project you do with Angelo Pizzo. As he happened to mention to you, because this is one of the things that really stood out to me in, in the conversation I had with him. He says, you know, he, he's written Hoosiers. He's written... Mm-hmm. He says the best thing he's ever written is a Mickey Mantle biopic that oh. hasn't been made and has kind of been in the hopper for, you know, 25 or more years. How be, yeah. How can that be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've yes. actually seen it. Dennis, I've seen the script and it's, you know, listen, I don't, I don't know movies like, you know, movies, but I can see how this would be one of these movies that we're talking about has he mm. talked to you about it Are you, old mickey mantle frail mickey mantle it sounds like something that might be up your alley well i i think i'm a little past uh even the old mickey mantle. <laughs> i don't think we can go out there and do it again but uh uh you know it's uh, <laughs> i remember him and maris yeah you know where it was the deal. And it was like, I was really mad that Maris is the one that broke Babe Ruth's record, you know, three games later or whatever it was, but ever wanted Mickey Mantle to be the dude. And, yeah, uh, in 61, you're seven years old and you're following that all the way down in Houston, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, everybody idolized the, the, the uh, New York Yankees, uh, you know, secretly or whatever. It was just, they're a force. I mean, one in every four World Series has been, the Yankees have been in historically. I got to match that. 
Do you do you still follow along? Do you still have favorite things that you like to watch or pe- people you like to follow? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I've been a been a Saints fan really uh, since the up from Houston since the Oilers uh, lost to Buffalo that time, and you know they left Houston because the because of that game, which. It, it took me a long time to get over, but I've, I've been a Saints fan for a very long time. Way, way back, even before Drew Brees, back when the, you know, Kitty Stabler and uh, they had the no-name Saints where people wear bags on their heads yeah. <laughs> to go to the game. Many days, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I love that organization. Uh, how about baseball? You still follow the Yankees? You an Astros guy? Who are you there? Uh, you know, the Astros, yeah, I'm still an Astros guy. I, I, I just am. And, uh, you know, back when they were the Colt 45s, I, I remember every member of that team and certainly inspirational to me as a kid growing up. Are they, uh, did the scandal that they went through turn you off at all? Cause I find in sports, it's always like, okay, they might be cheaters, but they're our cheaters. We still love them. That kind of thing. Yeah. I, there are cheaters, you know, they're like, you know, you're, you're kids, you know, I was very disappointed. Yes, of course I was, but, uh, you know, life goes on and, uh, you know, that's part of sport too is redemption. And this might be it, right? I mean, they're, they're on the run again. Could be. Yeah. I, I, I can see it happening. Got a great team. So what are, you know, you're obviously still very active in making movies. Do you have a dream project, whether it's about an athlete or a sports story or a musician that mm. you're that you're dying to make? Well, I uh, I got the rights to the Charlie Pride story. Oh, uh, a couple of uh, years ago. And um, Charlie, unfortunately, uh, passed with COVID last year. And uh, he's a. Uh, He's an incredible story, you know. He was a he was a baseball player, and in the in the he uh, tried out for the Mets with you know as well. And uh, he could have been a he may have been in the Hall of Fame as a baseball player. He's one of the greats to ever play the game, really. And uh, he he has such an amazing story, uh, such an American story. That's very unique. Um, he actually, um, and he was obviously a big baseball fan moving forward too. I know that I, I've, I've seen video of him inside the Texas Rangers clubhouse, you know, just mm. for the group in spring training or for, before a game. I mean, he still kept that connection. Yeah, he's, still, he's still going to uh, spring training every year. You know, he was 86 years old. And he's still every year he's there at spring training. That's, that's his love of, of the game. So how close are you to maybe getting, you said you have the rights. How close are you to kind of putting this together? We got the rights and uh, the script uh, is uh, we just completed. And uh, we're going to be making an announcement here very shortly. That's great. Are you on board to produce, direct, play a part in it somewhere? Uh, producing. This is really, I think, my. even though I've been listed as a producer before, this, uh, this is the first time that, being like a real producer, I went out and, you know, and met him and his beautiful wife, Rosine, and uh, uh, really got to know them and uh, you know, kind of nurtured this thing from the beginning. 
That's phenomenal. Um, and it, it's kind of both, you know, it's a sports and a music movie as we just kind of touched. My- <laughs> is there, is there a, um, is there another, you know, you've kind of moved into the idea of, and you know, naturally you've moved into playing coaches more than you play, playing athletes. In these years. Right. Are there, uh, are there any great sports stories that you still want to make? That's a, that's a really good, really good question. Um, and I'm, uh, there's a golf story uh, with a group of uh, Latino kids uh, back in the 1960s, uh, you know, who weren't allowed to, to play at, you know, at, they were a team and in, in playing at these country clubs that they weren't allowed to join or, you know, uh, and uh, they, but, the, you know, in fact, they even made their own little golf course to practice. And it's, it's a fantastic story about, you know, breaking barriers and uh, character, and uh, it, it's so some of those unsung uh, stories. I think who were unsung heroes, uh, you know, back then, and, and people have forgotten about that need to be reminded of. Those are the kinds of things that I'm looking for. Sounds fantastic. Um, listen, I don't know. Uh, I know November. So November first at Sony Hall, yeah. November third yeah. at Carol's House in Pauling. Um, mm-hmm. I might be able to sneak out to Daryl's house if you can promise to throw a Buddy Holly track in there. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Just for you, man. Come up and say hello. And uh, like I said, I, I guaranteed good time or your money back over there. It's going to be, uh, be great to see people get out uh, after all we've been through. And um, we'll just relax, have a good talk, let us some, some, some music, some laughs. And... Uh, It'll be great. I think that's what they call rock and roll, Dennis. That's right. (laughs) My thanks to Dennis Quaid. Looking forward to those upcoming performances and films on the way. If you're new here, please check out the 30 with Murdy archive. Recent conversations include a chat with Amber Sabathia on her new role as an agent following her husband CeCe's baseball career, and a look back at the 1961 Yankees in a show hosted by Howie Rose on WFAN 30 years ago with long-lost interviews with Mickey Mantle and Mel Allen. You can get all of these and more at Odyssey, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe and review and all that jazz. And until next time, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.